welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. Summer learning loss combined with erratic homeschooling during the pandemic could deliver an educational double whammy for millions of children and teens. If it wasn't already hard enough to learn from home, the sudden change in social lives and daily routines, the inability to access education, food security, and potentially unsafe emotional or physical home environments can make it challenging for some students to maintain academically. Here now with some solutions during National Summer Learning Week is Chrissy Chen, Senior Director of Youth Development Programs at Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Now first, Chrissy, tell us how bad do we think summer learning loss is going to be this year, especially on the heels of several weeks of homeschooling? So typically summer learning loss describes the phenomenon that when youth are out of school and they're not practicing the skills they recently learned, they lose some of those skills. It's kind of a a use it or lose it idea, meaning that when they start school in the fall, they may not perform as well on a math or reading test as they would have at the end of the previous school year. So that's typically what we think of as summer learning loss. COVID-19 has introduced many more challenges for youth. Uh, While schools pivoted really quickly to distance learning or virtual instruction, Many learners struggle to build academic and social and emotional skills through virtual instruction the way they would in person. So there's that loss of typical academic experiences and environments. There's also the absence of the social and emotional connections that students get with their friends and with teachers and with the school community. And then the added reality that a lot of young people have experienced trauma over the last few months, whether they know someone who got sick or who lost a job or they're feeling the cumulative stress and anxiety over this past season. And so for all of those reasons, COVID-19 is posing a threat to learning. And I think we need a really responsive, youth-centered learning approach uh, to respond to those challenges. Absolutely. Now, um, tell us, Chrissy, what happens to at-risk children? um, Because you mentioned that now that summer programs, such as those that are at Boys and Girls Clubs, are not available because of the pandemic. Yeah, so similarly to schools, Boys and Girls Clubs also quickly pivoted from primarily serving youth in person um, to now serving youth virtually as well or in safely distanced in-person programming. Uh, so when we, when we think about youth who are at risk right now during the pandemic, COVID-19 really highlighted and exacerbated some existing inequalities. Young people who before COVID-19 didn't have access to a safe environment at certain times, to nutrition, to healthcare, to educational supports, um, to Wi-Fi, all of those pre-COVID um, inequalities have, have really been exacerbated. Um, and so Boys and Girls Clubs are, are working to assess the needs of their local community and then respond as best they can by offering connection, um, support, tutoring, meals, outdoor Wi-Fi in some cases. Um, so they're, they're working to identify and close gaps for all young people, but especially uh, the young people that need clubs most. Absolutely. Now, um, you talked about what 
boys and girls clubs are doing um, right now. Um, can you dive a little deeper to, into that in regards of the, the details of exactly what you're doing? Because um, just like be, well before the pandemic, people were able to come to you. And like you said, now with everything's closed, everyone's spread out. So um, tell us how you're reaching those children who are in the cities with boys and girls clubs who are spread out all over the city. Right. So it's been um, very inspiring and humbling to see how innovative local boys and girls clubs have been when it comes to reaching youth um, who can no longer show up in person to a club. Uh, the virtual programs that clubs have set up and offered youth are providing opportunities for young people to continue to connect with their friends, continue to participate in the activities that bring them joy and also help them to build academic and social and emotional skills. And so we've seen virtual dance classes, virtual art programs, virtual engineering programs, uh, virtual leadership programs, sort of the whole spectrum. Um, so what boys and girls clubs are doing are they're leading with connection, um, sort of starting with social and emotional wellness. And we're grateful for partners like Coles who have really invested in social and emotional wellness in the club. Uh, they're offering high yield activities, either virtually or in a safely distanced setting so that wherever young people are, they can continue to have great learning experiences. And then they're planning for a really youth-centered approach um, so that they can both offer enrichment so that young people can find and pursue their passions, but also offer support so that if there are some gaps in students' understanding, um, they have a chance to, to fill those gaps and to strengthen some of those skills. That's good to know now. Um, we know about the push to get school started back um, sooner rather than later, even though um, the numbers for this pandemic continue to change every day. Uh, tell us, how are Boys and Girls Clubs preparing for these changes? Um, will you continue to offer these same virtual supports um, even once school returns and or the approval is given to reopen the Boys and Girls Clubs and other types of centers? So safety is the number one priority of Boys and Girls Clubs. It's so important that we maintain safety, both physical and emotional safety for youth and for staff as well. And so while we don't know exactly what the future holds, um, we're imagining that the future is going to include some sort of hybrid model of what a club is, that it, it includes some in-person interaction, um, maintaining safe distance and masks and sanitizing equipment, but also some version of the virtual club so that when young people um, aren't able to physically walk in the blue doors, they're still able to connect with their peers and with staff. Um, so while we're learning as we go, we're expecting that um, throughout the summer and the fall, uh, clubs will be offering both some virtual and some in-person experiences. That's wonderful news to hear. I'm glad that you said that. Now, um, I love also that you talked about the social and emotional component during these times because that is very critical for our youth right now. Now, um, tell us more about how parents can access um, the virtual resources that you have available for um, our youth right now during these uncertain times. So I'll mention two websites that could be helpful for parents and caregivers. One is bgca.org. That's where you can type in your location and find the clubs near you that might be offering virtual or 
safely distanced in-person programming. Uh, and another good resource is myfuture.net. That's Boys and Girls Club's online platform for youth programming, and that's a great place to find some high-yield learning activities that young people can do wherever they are in order to build some academic skills and some social and emotional skills as well. Perfect. That's great. And tell us um, from your expert opinion and, and your um, expertise, what advice do you have for parents and caregivers right now um, to help their student in their home um, not only prevent summer learning loss, as we mentioned, but also to continue to um, blossom socially and emotionally during this time of uncertainty? So um, this is such an important time to be a caregiver. Uh, research has shown that a supportive relationship with a caring adult is the number one factor for helping youth to develop resilience and to avoid the effects of toxic stress. And so even though this is such a challenging time for young people, the presence of an adult who cares about them and is checking in on them regularly, um, asking how they're doing, asking them um, how are you feeling? How do you want to feel? What can we do to help you feel that way? Um, can really make a tremendous impact. Um, so I would, I would encourage um, those of us who are parents and caregivers and, and anyone who gets to play a, a role in a young person's life um, to keep that social and emotional development idea at the front of your mind um, and, and point out times when you see young people demonstrating empathy or perseverance or perspective taking. Um, so that you can can notice and and acknowledge that skill that they're building. Wonderful advice there. And um, lastly, Chrissy, um, let's flip it over to the students. Um, what advice or tips would you like to give to students during this time right now? We know everything is, as we said, is up in the air. Things are changing every day. But um, so that will lead kids to. Um, more things like video games or, or social media versus really trying to involve themselves in um, authentic social and emotional um, and even academic learning. So what types of um, tips and advice would you like to give to students at this time to help them kind of balance between those two? It's a great question. I would say that um, young people can can also support one another and their friends um, by checking in on their friends, especially in this current time where we keep talking about social distancing, but really what we mean is safe physical distancing, um, but maintaining some social connection. So young people can check on in on their friends, check in on their family members, safely check in um, on people in their lives to ask how they're doing, um, and look for creative ways to stay connected. Uh, there are um, there are so many activities that can be done at a distance, um, whether that's going on a walk and talking um, on the phone while you stay in your own neighborhood, um, or whether that's playing a game together, um, completing a project together, um, but looking for opportunities to, to stay connected even while we're apart. Wonderful advice there for students and for parents as well. And I just want to let everyone know about those resources one more time that Chrissy gave um, for parents and students to present, prevent summer learning loss and also to um, stay socially and emotionally active 
until this pass over, um, you can visit the website of bgca.org. That's to access um, the Boys and Girls Clubs of America and also myfuture.net for all of their virtual learning um, curriculum that they have. You can also check out the website of um, bgca.org forward slash coals to find out more about the partnership between BGCA and Coles. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Chrissy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the chance to talk with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.